Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. I'm Dr. Relly Nadler and Dr. Kathy Greenberg, who... We've shared this show together for the last 14 years is with us today. And, you know, we're always talking about what are the few things that you can do a little more, sometimes a little less, to be a top performer. And today we have uh, Lisa Marie uh, Platsky, and I'll check with her to make sure we're saying that name right, around vulnerable leadership. We'll introduce her uh, in just a moment and come up with some tips and tools that, one, you could use for yourself. Two, if you have a team, you can use it with them or if your family. And so these days we've been talking about emotional brilliance and our website, www.emotionalbrilliance.com, you can get a free ebook, 11 Reasons Why You Need Emotional Intelligence. And so uh, hopefully you can go there and get that. And then you'll also be able to see our seven-day pass for a lot of information uh, about that. But this idea of emotional brilliance is taking the idea from emotional uh, intelligence. And in the moment, what do you do? In the moment, what do you say? In the moment, what's your communication? How do you draw from your strengths and in the moment to really be brilliant? It's kind of that target of what's in the middle of the bullseye. And so do you pull out from your resources to be your best in the moment? And Kathy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Relly. I'm so excited today to speak to to Lisa Marie Plotsky. I think that we're going to have a very exciting show because we have so much in common with our guests in terms of coaching the practical applications that she's going to share with us today. And certainly it follows our theme going into 2022 and beyond as well, which is emotional brilliance. So um, for those of you who are listening, let me just do a quick intro of, uh, of my favorite co-host, <laughs> dear friend, Dr. Relly Nadler. And we're going to keep these bios short. You can always go to the Leadership Development News landing page and learn more about us because our bios are changing rapidly these days given all that's going on in the world uh, in a post-COVID environment where we're all still trying to be the best we can be in the conditions under which we're operating. And as we know, stress has gone sky high and we need more and more of the wonderful work that all of you are doing as coaches and development folks, and we just want you to have the best of everything. So let me just introduce Dr. Relly Nadler. And of course, many of you know that he is a thought leader uh, in the world of emotional intelligence, uh, very well um, respected. He's an executive coach uh, and uh, certainly somebody who rests much of his work on the ideas of positive psychology He's a master-level certified executive coach and a psychologist, a corporate leadership and team trainer, and he has been doing a lot of work with both regular industry organizations but focused on a lot of healthcare companies as well. He's authored seven books, and you can pick up his um, free Leadership Keys at his iApp by the same name, Leadership Keys, and you'll find lots of great videos in the app store there, whatever app store you use. And you can also find him on your popular blog at Psychology Today. You can reach out to Dr. Relly Nadler at www.emotionalbrands.com and also at drrellynadler.com. So, Relly, I just wanted to bring up anything uh, on your schedule that you have coming up where people might be able to hear you or see you uh, in... um, any webinars or programs that you might want to tell the audience about before we bring Lisa Marie on? Okay, good. Um, well, let me first say a word about you because I think we want to get to Lisa as soon as we can. And yep. uh, then maybe we'll kind of circle, circle back to some of the things that we may have 
so Dr. Kathy Greenberg and I have been doing this, like I said earlier, for 14 years. You know, she is an expert on positive psychology, emotional intelligence, executive coaching. She is the author of nine books. So, Kathy, I'm trying to catch up to you. Um, and so <laughs> some of her bestsellers are what happy companies know, what happy mothers know, fearless leaders, sharpen your focus. Uh, and now she and I have co-authored Emotional Brilliance. But she also has a free eye app, Your Happiness Now. You could get a chance to see her glowing face and her uh, great energy as she talks about, you know, how you can be your best. And so I'm going to say again, you can see Kathy and I at EmotionalBrilliance.com. You can please go there and, and get our free ebook, you know, 11 Reasons Why You Need Emotional Intelligence, which will get you started on this journey. Then you can come back to the uh, website and get some of the great tools that we have. So let me just say a quick word about... Uh, our guest, Lisa, we, like you said, Kathy, we have a lot in common. And Lisa, I love it that you, even in your website, you use the word brilliant a, a lot, and we've been using that for a while. We've, we've had a lot of fun with it. Um, but Lisa's going to talk about vulnerable leadership. And who is Lisa? Uh, Marie, she is an award-winning leadership expert in human behavior. She's re- received accolades from the White House, the United States Small Business Administration, the International Alliance for Women. She's also been recognized as one of the top 100 women making a difference in the world. So we're hoping that we can pick her brain to help you make a difference in the world. She left her federal law enforcement career to be the CEO of her international leadership development company, Upside Thinking. And she delivers presentations worldwide, sharing research on how vulnerability and forgiveness are critical to exceptional leadership, as well as a proven seven-step leadership model uh, that focuses on connection, positioning, and executive presence. A couple other key things. She's the author of seven books and um, that have been in five different countries. And you know, if there's anything else I want to say here, the international recognition from the Alliance of Women we talked about, of being a top 100 in the world, making a difference. So um, before I bring on, just people can find her at www.designyourdestinylive.com and also www.upsidethinking.com. So Lisa, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I am so excited. Well, we're excited you're here with yeah. us. <laughs> So um, I really am. I mean, the two of you are just powerhouses, and so I'm like, I am. I'm just. I am a buzz. <laughs> oh, you're sweet. <laughs> Let's just um, kick off the show by talking about this pet fox. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so the pet fox is actually uh, a uh, a neighborhood fox that when I moved from. Miami with my husband to this area, we were shocked that we are less than 10 miles, I'd say probably about seven miles from Washington, D.C., and there are deer and and animals, foxes, raccoons, you name it, in this urban neighborhood. And we have this fox that comes to visit us, literally comes to our front door, comes to the back of the house, and um, I sit outside and have this, I consider him to be our pet fox. <laughs> Adorable. <laughs> That's beautiful. Listen, so, with, with that definition, that I think good. I have a lot of pets that I don't really know about. But <laughs> yeah. let's, let's talk about who've been your main leadership influences, Lisa Marie. You know, that I would say that my main leadership influences started out with my grandfather. Like, just hmm. learned so much about him. He was a quiet man who exuded leadership just by his sense of being and was probably more what he didn't say than what he did say. Beautiful. So... Um, with that, you know, this idea of vulnerability, um, you know, I think got more popularized by uh, Brene Brown. 
but it sounds like you're uh, in that uh, arena. So tell us a little bit about maybe, you know, how that's come about for you and kind of what does it really mean to be a vulnerable leader? Sure. Well, vulnerability for me is not something that I ever wanted to get into. It's not, you know, the the definition of vulnerability is that the state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed physically and emotionally. So there's no part of me that goes, Oh, that sounds really great. Let's, let's, let's have that happen. Uh, vulnerability started this, this journey of mine started in eighth grade, had a huge impact when I was in federal law enforcement in 1998. And came up again about 10 years ago when my marketing director shared that I was unrelatable. So this has been a lifelong journey for me. And, uh, the, you know, the, the parts in, in each of those intersections, eighth grade, in law enforcement, and in my business, there are significant moments and experiences and milestones in in each of those intersections. So, Lisa Marie, as as you're talking about this, you know, it just strikes me that many of us, and really this includes you too, who have taken our experiences and applied them to our coaching world, have often found that there are seminal pieces, you know, that are written by various and sundry people who just by virtue of the fact that they have written about something um, are thought to be an expert in an area when in fact many of us have had mutually um, powerful experiences and have used them in our work, but we haven't had the opportunity necessarily to stop and create the content um, that other people are getting notoriety for. So I just want to acknowledge that this vulnerability and the idea of being a vulnerable person is so important for all of us as coaches. And uh, it's nice that people have popularized the idea, but it sounds to me, Lisa Marie, like you have really found a nugget here that creates a different action um, from just someone bearing their soul. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, there is a difference. Um, and I, 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 Dr. Kathy, I really appreciate you speaking about the applied science versus research. Both are important. Our own stories matter. And so vulnerability, conversations around it where someone will speak about, well, you know, the, you want someone to share everything or bear their soul. And vulnerability doesn't mean that you disclose everything about yourself to everyone you meet. You, you share personally. You, you do it in a way that's intentional, not in a way that is, uh, fills everything out that, you're, that you've ever experienced. My, uh, when, I, when I speak about vulnerability and putting it into action... I share the stories not because they are ones that are comfortable, not at all. <laughs> they, they, some of the stories that I've shared on stage or in my work or even with coaching clients one-on-one are ones that make me still a little queasy in the stomach. Like they're not, they're not comfortable, yet at the same time they serve a purpose. And the purpose is to allow others to be able to be in the moment, to to draw from the experiences, the journey that I've walked, and be able to use it in their own journey 
of wanting to be a leader that's worth following. So uh, that I, I, I look at it as it's oftentimes confused, you know, where, where someone feels that vulnerability is just about putting everything out there. Yeah. Yeah, I get you know, Lisa, that. Lisa Maria, I think yeah, I, I love what you're saying, you know, especially as we're trying to give tips and tools for leaders. You know, when someone reveals themselves, like you're saying, in vulnerability, you know, in psychology, we call that the coping model versus the expert model. You know, if someone's an expert, we don't relate to that person as well because, oh, they're an expert. I could never do that. But the coping model, when someone falls down, they they uh, scrape their knees, they get up, you know, that resilience of getting back up, that's what we could all relate to. And I know, you know, I imagine in some of your training and looking at stuff on your website, you know, you, that when people are sharing their stories, um, it's we're all with that person, and it's it's hard not to be in that same place. So it looks like we're going to go take our first uh, break in the and uh, leadership development news. So stay with us. Come right back, and we're talking with Lisa Marie about vulnerability. From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. Icy Tech. Like the hardworking men and women that get up every day and do their job. The ones that stop at nothing to make sure that it's done right. It's not just an effort. It's not just know-how. It's a way of life. Icy Tech has been with you since 1998. And with the veteran community being behind you, we understand. With quality, with passion, we follow you in this way of life. Icy Tech, for those who get it. Icy Tech is a proud sponsor of the Emotional Brilliance Academy, where e-learning is leading edge. How can you be brilliant in the moment, given the daily challenges you face at work and home? How can you enhance your strengths and limit your weaknesses? Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler's mission is to help people be the best version of themselves at work and at home with simple, trusted, evidence-based tips and tools. They have combined forces, applying the powerful science of emotional and social intelligence with the latest in e-learning and AI technology to bring you the Emotional Brilliance Academy. Through the leading Emotional Brilliance Academy programs, they help everyday leaders like you balance your emotions to better connect with people, enhance top performance, lead your teams and your organization. The Emotional Brilliance Academy gives you a common sense approach to enhance your effectiveness and happiness both on and off the job. Sign up for the program, enhance your skills, and be your best self. For a free trial, go to freetrial.emotionalbrilliance.com. That's freetrial.emotionalbrilliance.com. EBA is powered by Fearless Leaders Group, the H2C Leadership Foundation, and True North Leadership. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. We're having a great conversation here with Lisa Marie Blotsky about vulnerability. And Lisa, when we went to the break, we were talking about the distinctions about vulnerability versus bearing your soul. But tell me, what are the nuggets that you believe are so important for those of us who coach and those of us who lead to understand as we get into maybe some of the application of your work? Thank you. Well, I I believe there are three truths, three truths that have come up around vulnerability, and it's that being visible is not the same as being seen. And... 
there were times when I had, in law enforcement, when I started, I had long red and white fingernails, and I was visible, but I just wasn't seen for who I was. I wasn't seen for the gifts or the abilities or the talents or the experiences that I brought to the job. And to be truly seen, you've got to be willing to share who you truly are, not the version that you believe that people will like. And that's one of the, that takes vulnerability. When I started Mm. doing that, I became the fastest promoted officer in my federal law enforcement agency. So that's one of the truths and and Hmm. perhaps one of the myths that gets in the way. And the second, would you like to stop there or would you like me to give you two and three? Yeah, give me a, uh, well, let me say this, and then I, because I want to maybe, in the, when you were in the uh, police force, give an example of that, you know, especially for our audience. But yeah, give us your second point, but then it'll be really good. Like, what did that, you know, what did you do? And, what, and how did that come up, come across about being vulnerable? Ab- sure, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, two is being open doesn't have to leave you feeling unsafe. And, that's where vulnerability is often misunderstood, where you're not disclosing everything. We talked a little bit about that. And for myself, I share personal things about my life on stage at Design Your Destiny Live. I share it in my writing because I've made it a safe place for me to share. And it doesn't mean that it's comfortable. So I've shared elements of what it was like to grow up with uh, domestic violence situations, calling the police weekly, uh, uh, what it's like to be the, the, the person who comes into the job and is seen as the person who has the red, white, and blue fingernails and not necessarily for her competence. So there are um, parts of, of just some of the, the stories that are painful, um, and I share those in places where it's safe to do so doesn't change the comfort level. And number three is that being strong isn't the same as powerful. And so working in law enforcement, when you look at vulnerability, strength and power are different. There's lots of leaders who are physically strong and they believed in command and control leadership. And power is defined as influencing the behavior of others. But true power requires no force. It does require you to be authentic. It does require you to be vulnerable. And so I attracted opportunities by just showing up and being me. That even my area director said, oh, I get why you got that opportunity. I get why that door opened for you. You were just being you. And so it's really easy to see vulnerability as a strength in others and yet see it in ourselves as a weakness. You know, Lisa Marie, I have to uh, applaud you uh, for recognizing those distinctions as, as those of us who work right now in law enforcement, and I've just come off the road from three months of speaking at all of the tactical operations conferences and uh, the National Tactical Officers Association conference, and I could go on and on, but the law enforcement, and I want all of our listeners to understand this, law enforcement is not the root, right, of our problems these days. And they're blaming themselves when, in fact, it's a negativity bias for security that we're unable to make work right now for the American public. Healthcare got it the first year of COVID, and now law enforcement is getting it the second year of COVID. And this idea of power uh, is so important because they're not asking for power. Many of these people are human beings just like us who get up every day wanting to serve others. And your ideals here about the distinctions, I cannot ask you to repeat them enough. Just it's a beautiful sentiment that is so important. Thank you. Thank you. So, so Lisa, Lisa Marie, with that, um, let's say a little bit about kind of the, the journey on this continuum of being a vulnerable leader. Um, you kind of alluded to some of that Was there a particular moment? Um, it sounds like it's ready for a lot of different moments. You mentioned about uh, domestic <laughs> violence and, you know, sharing things. And maybe there's 
some more about all of a sudden you said, wait a second, this is, sounds like this vulnerability, and I think this is for all of us, it's a key that opens up another door for all of us to go deeper, not only with ourselves, with others. Um, but have there been some other experiences that, that were the key for you that opened up that door? Absolutely. And I mentioned starting in, in eighth grade. And so in eighth grade, I remember walking out of school and hearing the steel doors close behind me. I, I couldn't tell whether it was the door that was actually hit the door frame or it actually was my heart that at that moment was pounding out of my chest. And I was really scared. I was walking fast out of school and I wasn't walking fast enough because there was this woman who grabbed me, this other student, my, my fellow classmate, and um, we'll call her Susie, and she grabbed me from behind and she confronted me, and I remember her eyes just piercing mine. I don't remember what she said. I remember how hard she slapped me, and I remember that she did it in front of my friends, and it was a mixture of shame and a mixture of feeling less than, and I was paralyzed to fight back. I could feel tears. I held it together like I had been trained to do because I wasn't a stranger to pretending. I had to pretend everything was okay at home. When I called the police to stop the yelling and the, and, and the violence that my mom was taking. And then I had to tell everybody at school and in my family that everything was all right. And then I had this perfect family. And I ran the remainder of the block to my grandparents' house, which was a safe haven, and I didn't tell anybody about the experience. But the next day in school was terrifying. I remember it. It wasn't any different than my life at home, where I walked on eggshells and I kept my mouth shut. But that moment on changed things because I created a mask for situations. There was no room in the world for the quiet me, the sensitive me, the vulnerable me, because the world wasn't safe. And so vulnerability I wanted no part of. I wanted to live in a world where people saw me as brilliant, as smart, and as perfect, because that's how I was rewarded, the A's, the gold stars. And so that's how I lived my life. That's how I went through college. That's how I went and got, and got my, the jobs that I had. And so when I was in law enforcement, the next intersection, the intersection to have me dive into vulnerability was when I went to a leadership program and at that leadership program, I signed up because the guys weren't so happy working with me. And I wanted to learn what does it take to be a great leader? What do these top performers do? And I took a series of assessments and there was a, a, an assessment that was an interpersonal skills assessment and I got the results back and the results gave me a zero. And I can share that. Again and again, I still get sick to my stomach. I was a zero. I mean, think about that. I, 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 was, I was heartbroken. And my instructor, it was not a safe environment for me to get these results, and she did not stop there. She went on and said, you know, if Lisa wants you to do something with her uh, and she invites you to do it and she shows up, she really doesn't want to be there. And if you invite her to do something and... And she shows up, she's secretly wishing she was someplace else. Like, ouch, it was painful. And at that moment, I'm sorry. I was going to say, Lisa Marie, as you, as you recount the story, you can actually hear the trauma in your voice. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really was very painful. And, and so I understood that I had to do something because at that moment, as I drove back, I went, okay, so you could be strong and tough, Lisa. You can be smart and right. If you don't figure out how to connect, you don't figure this out, you're going to be alone and dead. And me being in law enforcement, that was probably more true for me than for someone else. And so I began getting curious what the guys, what mattered to them. I began expanding my vocabulary to words like, I don't know. <laughs> um, I began doing things that allowed me to be more vulnerable, to share pieces of my life that I kept so hidden from the world because I didn't feel it was safe. Ultimately, the barriers that I built kept me from having a meaningful and happy life. And so I 
began this journey of vulnerability and it allowed me to be the fastest promoted officer on the job huh. in my and then from there, when I opened my business, I thought I was doing vulnerability. But see, that's the whole thing. You don't do vulnerability. It's not, a, it's, it's not an activity. It's not a marketing tactic. And that's what it became. And so 10 years ago, my marketing director said, you need to be more vulnerable. And I was like, I'm vulnerable. I share stuff. And she said, no, you share perfectly scripted stories that you're comfortable telling over and over again. And I'm like, huh. And so I started to dive in deeper and go, well, what is vulnerability? What does this really mean? And that's what got me to to going into organizations and having conversations with coaching clients about what vulnerability really is, how it's so critical to being a courageous leader that's worth following, and whether or not there are ways in which you can do it with ease. So, Lisa Marie, can you talk a little bit about the seven pillars of leadership that you're now sharing in your work um, nationally and internationally that has made you such a a positive impact uh, on people? Thank you. Well, those seven pillars... (laughs) They, they came because when I opened my business, I was like, well, what do, what do the best leaders in the world do? Like, what do they do? And so I thought, I'm such an applied scientist. I'm just going to go ask people. So I started to interview people. You know, I was leaving law enforcement, opening my own business. What, what do I really, what do really people do? Because I had read lots of books and done, read other people's research, but I wanted to go out and have conversations with people. And I came up with seven themes. And these seven themes were starting, all of these leaders had in common. They all started with a written plan. So plan was the first one. They, they understood where they were going, like what the end in mind was. So the, the first pillar is plan. The second pillar is to understand your personality. They all start with P. So understand your personality. Each leader that I spoke to, they understood uh, what got in their way and what allowed them to get closer to what they wanted, what part of their personality allowed them to thrive and which would, would actually derail them. The third pillar is to create powerful partnership. And this one was every leader I talked to understood the importance of connection and the importance of creating these relationships that weren't necessarily formal, just like you and, and, and Dr. Relly being here for 14 years, like what a, what a powerful partnership, you know, you combine this and you end up with so much richness. So that was number three. Number four is to live your priority. Each of these leaders understood what their number one priority was and and what actions to take to move closer to it. And that pillar has seven areas of well-being that through some additional research, I recognized that there are areas that are important and there's no such thing as balance. Balance is that there's just elements that are important to put into place physically, emotionally, intellectually, spiritually, financially, relationally, and in your creativity to get you closer to your priority. And the number five was, was, is all about presence, creating a meaningful and memorable presence. And there are elements to that that were around gratitude and being in the moment being fully present in the moment. And then the third one, understanding positioning, what to say, who to say it to, and why. And so much of that contributed to my advancement in law enforcement. The sixth pillar was evaluating your progress, progress in business also being examination of profit. And I found this one to be really interesting, especially when I was a new entrepreneur, because that evaluation to evaluate what you're doing moment by moment, week by week, versus what had been modeled to me as the looking at a performance evaluation once a year, especially when you have your own your own business or you're looking at your life or, or your family, you know, is, are the actions you're taking moving you closer to what you want or further away? And so there were certain questions that I would ask 
you know, based on this, this research. And then number seven was investing in personal and professional development and the importance of doing both, not just investing in the work that you do, also investing in your, yourself, your personal development. Well, Lisa Marie, we're going to go to a quick break, and I am blown away by the uh, just the pureness of your sincerity in delivering these seven pillars. And when we come back, um, I'd love to talk more about how you introduce these concepts. So don't go away. You're listening to Leadership Development News. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. How can you be brilliant in the moment? Given the daily challenges you face at work and home, how can you enhance your strengths and limit your weaknesses? Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler's mission is to help people be the best version of themselves at work and at home with simple, trusted, evidence-based tips and tools. They have combined forces, applying the powerful science of emotional and social intelligence with the latest in e-learning and AI technology to bring you the Emotional Brilliance Academy. Through the leading Emotional Brilliance Academy programs, they help everyday leaders like you balance your emotions to better connect with people, enhance top performance, lead your teams and your organization. The Emotional Brilliance Academy gives you a common sense approach to enhance your effectiveness and happiness both on and off the job. Sign up for the program, enhance your skills, and be your best self. For a free trial, go to freetrial.emotionalbrilliance.com. That's freetrial.emotionalbrilliance.com. EBA is powered by Fearless Leaders Group, the H2C Leadership Foundation, and True North Leadership. The pace of change in the world is increasing exponentially and shows no signs of slowing down. Leadership is evolving and requires more and more innovative leaders to keep up. Innovating Leadership, co-creating our future with Maureen Metcalf, features interviews with global business leaders, thought leaders, and academics in a wide range of industries. Proven concepts and tools may be applied to build your organization and deliver sustainable success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Business. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. We're talking with a top performer here, Lisa Marie Platsky. If you want to get more information from her, there's a lot of information on her website, www.upsidethinking.com, and you can see what she does as far as coaching and some of her events and things uh, coming up. So, Lisa Marie, we were talking about during the break, um, you know, kind of the next uh, areas to focus on. One would be... Um, what mistakes do you see leaders uh, making the most and then maybe ways to avoid that? Thank you. Dr. Relly, I, I, look, I look at it as a lot of times people will talk about time being an issue and time is finite. There's, you get 24 hours a day, people who are top performers, what do they do differently? And so it's, it's often not time, it's clarity. And clarity about where it is you're going, having that vision of where you're moving towards. When I was in the researching and having conversations with leaders, first it was about, I, I created this 14 modules of leadership, and then it became, okay, I'm going to, have these conversations and come up with these seven pillars of leadership. And then it was, okay, well, let's, let's look even further at what are the qualities of courageous leaders? What are, what are those qualities that really matter? And uh, 
vision vulnerability and voice came up. And then it was, well, what about influence? Like, what does it take to be an influential leader? And so uh, on my website, there's actually an influential leadership blueprint that listeners can download and, and actually put into action. It's, it's a template to fill out. And when I was doing this and looking at these, these um, mistakes, what would come up, the, the mistake that would come up oftentimes was this idea of time, like time. And I find it to be interesting how even being here, you've talked about the coping versus the expert model, and I'm going, okay, I want to research that more. Every single moment is an investment in something. It's not, or it's an expenditure in something. And when you see time as an investment and you're really that, that focused on every single moment mattering, your choices around leadership are different. That is oh, so powerful that's really because, yeah, to hear, we're both, uh, I think we're both kind of blown away in the moment here. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what, you know, Kathy and I, we talk about is, is, is going back to, you know, as we're defining what is emotionally brilliant. It's really what you say and do in the moment. Everything good, everything bad happens in the moment, you know? And so the more consciousness, awareness, uh, self-regulation you can bring, you know, to that moment, um, you know, the better we will all, all be. So, like, what ways have you found the most effective to have people make that shift? you know, in your work, because, you know, we all do coaching, and we all have kind of our bag of, bag of tricks and stuff. Lisa Marie, what, like, what, what do you lean on to help folks, you know, bring that forward? The first piece for me is that you've got to model it. Like, clients have to be able to see it. it it's not, it, it, for me, vulnerability is not a marketing hack. You know, it's not a tactic, and so they have to see it. And so the more that I'm working on myself and doing my own work in emotional intelligence, the more my clients get to see it in action by what I post on Facebook, by how I live my life, by how I interact with my husband, the things that I get wrong, the things that I get right. And so, you know, ways to shift for me is exactly what you're talking about, which is the reason why I was, I was delighted to be here is that emotional intelligence or as you speak about now, the emotional brilliance in the moment is really what is the game changer. And so when I am seeking clients to take a deeper dive, I'm talking about how it's twice as important as technical competence. For top executives, it's 90% of their success that comes from the emotional competence. So for me, this is about the beingness of leadership, not the doingness of leadership. Who are you being? What does it actually say? Are you aware of what that is? And so to shift, if someone can't, if, if they've already, if they were already aware, they would have done it. They would have, they would have, they would have operated in a way that would allow them to get the results that they want. And so if you've never seen it, and you've never experienced it, then you're not sure necessarily what it is. And so I, I see it's a responsibility to, to model it for clients. Well, Lisa Marie, as you know, we are um, very dedicated, as you are, to helping people, you know, expand, uh, improve, um, and select the, the best emotional competencies and strengths to master the moment. And as you know, um, we're so delighted to have you on the show, but uh, we want everybody to get the opportunities uh, that you and your clients and Relly and our clients are, are able to, uh, to experience at www.emotionalbrilliance.com backslash academy. And there you can get um, a free gift uh, for a seven-day all-access pass um, to the Academy and see why it's the best time right now, given all the conversations that are going on about being vulnerable, um, to take all of our emotional intelligence skills to the next level. So I, you know, I, I would love to learn more uh, about how you are doing this work. Do you hold programs, workshops, 
Um, tell us a little bit about that. I do. I have a conference that is my Upside Summit or Design Your Destiny Live and is in January. I hold it two weeks back-to-back in Scottsdale, Arizona, and it's three days that we go through the seven pillars of leadership. And that event is all about what I call me leadership. You know, it's, it's your own individual leadership. You take this back to your organization, and it's about how you lead. And going through those seven pillars, they're experiential, and you walk away with your own plan about what you're going to do, what your next steps are. And there's an event that I have twice a year called Co-Creating a New World that's all about we leadership bringing the leadership together so that we can dismantle what is and build what will be a better tomorrow. And the only way to do that is if we each bring our, our, our best. And so those events, uh, the, the co-creating a new world events are online only and design your destiny live or the upside summit is a, is a three person three day live event. That, that happens twice. Well, if you send and us then the links, get, we'll post them at our leadership, de- uh, leadership Development News site so that everybody can see how to join you. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm looking forward to sharing your tools with my, uh, with, with my audience, especially because of it, it's all about the ways to, to shift. So uh, emotional brilliance is exactly up my my alley and I'm I'm delighted. Yeah. There are no words. And, and Lisa Maria, like I was saying at the beginning of the show, I love that you kind of have that in some of your stuff on your website about being brilliant. And it's a good word that you know Kathy brought uh, to me and to us for emotional brilliance. You know, I think anytime I talk that, you go, oh, that's good. I mean, it just kind of resonates. I mean, who doesn't want? Who doesn't want to be brilliant? Who doesn't want to have their, their light really be shining forward? Uh, and so that's, that's really it. important. So, as, you know, as we're kind of getting to the close to the end here, um, what would be, you know, if you had to focus a key to your audience and our audience, what would you kind of tell them, you know, maybe as a start in this process? The piece I'd want to have every person on the planet, if I could remember is that comfort doesn't change the world. Vulnerability changes everything and that the world needs you and your brilliance now more than ever. When you don't step into your full brilliance, the world suffers. The people Mm -hmm. who you're called to serve, whatever you're called to do suffer. And so it's time to go shine your light, whatever that is. So I got a follow-up question on that. So you know, you know, we talk about having people taking a risk, which means that they're going to be vulnerable. In that moment, mm-hmm. what do you say to yourself to move forward when everything else is saying stop or or step backwards? How do you get yourself to move forward? For me, it's being deeply attached to my why it matters. And why it matters is that I'm on the planet to transform lives through leadership. My vision is to create a world where everyone wins. It means whether your opinion is completely different than mine, completely the opposite. I want you to win. I want me to win. And I want the world to win. And I believe there's always a third option. And oftentimes people come to the table believing that it's your way or my way and that's it. And somebody's got to lose. And I don't believe that. Every single true brilliance in the collective, human beings operate more like bees than they operate like monkeys. They operate when, when collective wisdom comes together, we are better. So I, I stay very closely attached to my why it matters to me. And mm. my vision matters deeply. Well, so that is huge to, to hear that. I think Kathy may have had a uh, uh, run, um, but really appreciate that. And I think that's the kind of the clarity that we try to bring to coaching. And, you know, often I just got off a, a call where we're 
I supervise coaches. And, you know, coaching and leadership is what I would call is slow thinking, you know, versus fast thinking. This got popularized by Daniel Kahneman. You know, we we don't really need, you think about law enforcement and, and you know, and there's a lot of times anybody at the front line has got to think fast. I don't think we really need more practice thinking fast. It's, it's, it's when there's not an emergency, how do you reflect on some of the things that you're saying? It sounds like you've done, you know, an incredible amount of reflection is really slow thinking. And that's the value of coaching. I think as a leader, really being able to slow down and say, okay, what's important to me? Like you just mentioned your vision. What's important to, to them around empathy? And how do I kind of bridge that gap, you know, around the communication or using some of these coaching tools, you know, as a leader to bring that uh, forward? Uh, so really, really valuable um, things, just kind of reframing a lot of what you're probably doing in your workshops is having people think about stuff. I love your upside thinking. Uh, you know, it's really this kind of slow thinking, reflecting in our crazy world. How do I, how do you think about something for more than a couple minutes before we're interrupted? So anything yeah, else you want to say about the absolutely. coming up? Go ahead. I was going to say, absolutely. I call it the power of the pause, ensuring that you pause. Yeah. That you, that you, you <laughs> and, and it's, and it's my snap technique. Stop, notice, ask a question and, and pause or pivot one yeah. or the other. And you, you, you'll get a different you'll get a different perspective. Yeah. Uh, what I love about that is, you know, I would say it's the coaching students, same thing for leaders, and, and take off what you're saying, love the pause. When you ask someone a question and they're actually thinking about it, if I'm uncomfortable, I'm feeling like, oh, oh maybe I should clarify that. And you ask a second question. And now all you've done is confuse them. So love the pause is similar <laughs> to what you're saying. I would say for coaches, for leaders, and we're going to bring us to a close. Uh, Lisa Marie, thank you so much. And uh, the website thank is you. upsidethinking.com, you know, for our listeners to go back and you can see some of her great information and tools that she has in upcoming events. All right. You've been listening to Leadership Development News. Tune in again next week to tune up your performance. Thank you. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel.